Hi, welcome to Andis Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check our website at anditswriting.com. I'm Amy Avery, writer of adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, so today we're going to talk about your author website. Um, I mean, I guess first we should say why you should have one. And then also like what it should include, where to build them, and any other tips and tricks we have relating to your website. <laughs> so I guess the first thing is why do you need a website? So that people can look upon your glorious work <laughs> and your glorious persona. I think it's just because that way you have a central location where people can find you. Um, a lot of people do have social media presence. A lot don't. Some people don't have certain social media. Some people may be on Instagram, but not Twitter. Or they may be on TikTok, but not Facebook. And so having like a website where people can find you is like a place anyone can access. Yep. And it's because I have no idea. I'm going to be straight up. I have no idea what it's like being a person who only has writing. Because like my website, for instance, mm -hmm. like I... I draw people into my website because I am a, I'm a writer illustrator. So I actually have like artwork up on my website and it's got like work of my characters from my book mm -hmm. on it. So like it, it's, it's really, I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about it. Cause for me, like I've had a website my whole life. Like it's, you know, I had to mm -hmm. use it to sell illustrations. Like I needed a hub where people could ask me questions, reach out to me like for stuff. And while it doesn't really pertain to writing quite yet, like I do have the writing stuff there and every once in a while I'll make like a blog post or something. And like, they still get likes every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And it's just, especially with WordPress, we can talk more about, you know, which place to go with later, but WordPress actually makes it so that people can go into a search engine and find websites of like what you might have on yours. Like you can actually mm -hmm. come up in a search listing, which I really like because it's awesome. Yeah, it'll it'll make your blog posts show up in search results yeah. that are related. I think for a writer website, kind of a basic list of what it should include. You can make a really basic author website. You can have a blog, you can have a bunch of stuff, but bare minimum, I think you should have a place people can easily find you, either your name or your name author or something similar. Then you can have basic contact information. Here's where to find me. Here's where to send agent inquiries. Here's where to find my books. Please provide information about your books and where to find them. Clickable links like go here to buy it. Mm -hmm. And that could be basically it. You don't really need any more than that. You can do more than that. Uh, mine has a blog. Mm -hmm. That's just whatever writing thing I wanted to talk about at the time. It's been a little inactive because a lot of the things I would like rant about we now do on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, decided to turn those blog posts into a podcast because <laughs> usually it would be something like i'm gonna talk about titles today on my blog and now i'm just like we're just gonna gab about this on the podcast instead but you can have a blog and if you've got like a series having like a series order like a list of like book one book two book three book four can help mm -hmm. especially if you're an author who has a long series because there's times where I've been like, oh, I'm interested in this author's work. And I cannot find a list of like what the first book is. <laughs> yeah, and that's not great. This is particularly for indie. 
Yeah, yeah. Especially for indie because, you know, you, you are your self, self-marketing. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to make people interested in your stuff. People are going to need to know exactly what to read when they get there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's really important. That being said, if you don't have any books, just some information about yourself mm-hmm. and how to contact you. Even if you have, like, work that you want people to know about on, like, websites where you've published like short stories or something you put but if you don't have like literally anything like i we literally have friends that just have a contact and an about section so that when they send their yeah their queries out to agents they can show that hey i know how to make a website and this is my about page that's bigger than the one that Mm -hmm. i gave you in my email i really like my about page because when i was looking for an agent i wanted an agent that was going to accept me for me Mm -hmm. and i wanted that out in the open and I knew that they would click on it, you know? Yeah. I knew that they would click on it because my email signature is fucking awesome. And they <laughs> absolutely did click on it. I watched them. I can watch it from my dashboard. You know what? That's a really cool thing to do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you are sending your queries out, it's actually really interesting <laughs> because at least WordPress has uh, this kind of de- demographics thing you can click on and it'll show you. Who, like, from what city somebody clicked on your website, from what time of day they did it, and how long they lingered on each tab. It's, like, crazy. I can see all the information, and I'm like, hey, hey, ha-ha, you were interested in me. You came and looked at my about page, and I can actually be like, well, someone read that query. <laughs> um, I'm, you know? <laughs> I'm going to be, like, I'm going to show just how, like, weirdly obsessive with data I am right now, um, because when I was querying, and I had a full request. And then I saw like a vague tweet from one of the agents that had the full request. And I knew that this agent was based in the UK. And I went to my website and I saw that someone in the UK, and I don't have a whole lot of stats. Like my blog post is pretty much, when I post a new one, I'll get views. But mm-hmm. if it's been around a while, I don't get a lot of views. And I saw somebody had like, from the UK had clicked on like my last like 10 or 15 blog posts in the same day and i'm like i'm getting internet stalked and then yes that was the agent that eventually ended up offering (laughs) so i was like hmm um so yeah check your stats (laughs) yeah and kind of the same thing happened with me too like i could see that an agent my agent is from colorado it's easy to see like you know you you can creep in a way like and see like what's going on you're like oh man things might be going good for me also you can cry yourself to sleep because then something bad happens and you're like but you know it for those of you who have nothing in this world and have no published books yet and feel the pain of that uh yeah you can definitely use it as a way to sort of um get some insight on what's going on in your agents Mm -hmm. inboxes sorry agents (laughs) (laughs) you can creep on us we can creep right back (laughs) Bare minimum. Yeah, like you said, if you don't have any books out yet, make it a landing page where people can find anywhere else you are on the internet. Like I said, any social media, anything like that, or just like your bio, a little bit about you, maybe a contact form can be helpful. Um, I know both you and I are on WordPress, so that's the platform we're both most familiar with. I'm sure the other platforms, which we'll get to here in a minute, have this as well, where you can put like a little contact form where people just type in, you know, here's my name. You you can make it so they have to type in an email, which I do recommend because it does help cut down on bots. Uh, and then they can just send you a little form and then they can do that without having to like leave and go to their email program. Let's say you're kind of looking, you know, you're shopping around for websites, you know, 
hosts and whatever, and you've looked mm-hmm. at WordPress. The word there's one thing I thought about WordPress it's a little difficult to understand, but um, when I was an illustrator, I used uh, Squarespace, uh, and I really liked Squarespace. It was super duper easy. I just didn't like the way the blog posts looked. That's why I switched to WordPress. Mm-hmm. But I think Squarespace has fixed their blogs by um, since then. I think they're also mm-hmm. like uh, they might be a little cheaper, and it's just it's so easy. Even if you have no idea what you're doing, it's literally like one of those like kind of drag and pull like it's click and pull mm-hmm. like you, you just get to move you, you choose a template and you sort of move stuff around wordpress it's the same way with the template stuff it's just that it's a little harder to navigate mm-hmm. like you know sub pages and stuff it, it even confuses me sometimes and i've built a few websites it's still confusing but uh it's still really good yeah, there is a little bit of a learning curve to WordPress. Um, at the time, I went with it for the exact same reason you did, which was when I set it up, I did want a blog. And at the time, it was kind of the best one for blogs. Um, and yeah, like you said, that may have changed. And I know the three main ones people use are WordPress, Squarespace, and Wix. Um, I think... Wix is the only one with a free option, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And they'll put like a watermark at the bottom of the page and you don't get a URL. It's like so-and-so.wix.com or something or wix.whatever.com, something like that. So it's, you know, people can tell you made a free website, but it is a free website. I think they all at this point have more or less point and click interfaces where you can kind of design the page but mm-hmm. some of them are a little more intuitive than others wordpress is not the most intuitive no. <laughs> there have been times where it's kind of like designing something in microsoft word where every once in a while you'll move something and it just like fucks up the whole page yeah <laughs> and you're yeah. like ah, ah undo 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 <laughs> Or you'll try to like put something in and it just doesn't go the way you want to or like it wraps things weird. And so it it is a little quirky, but I I use it anyway, because like I said, I kind of got stuck with it when I needed it for blogging. And now I'm now I'm there. I'm in it. (laughs) (laughs) A tip uh, when you build your website, make sure that you check it on your phone. Um. And not just your desktop, Mm -hmm. because mobile is really, really important. And one of the um, biggest mistakes I see people make when they first start out is they like build it on their desktop or a laptop and then they don't look at the mobile version and the mobile version gets very, very confusing. But here's the thing. uh, 99% of the agents that are going to be looking at you are probably going to be doing it on a phone because they're doing it in their bathtub. Mm -hmm. They're doing it while they're, you know, sitting on their porch. Like I, I, I have started to learn how agents, you know, kind of do their work and it's not usually in an (laughs) office, (laughs) you know, they're usually on the go. They're on a train. They're, they're on their phone. Uh, so definitely make it like mobile friendly because uh, this is 2023 and so on, uh, whatever year you're listening to this. And yeah, you got to have a mobile website work. And I I think those stats that WordPress has will tell you who's yeah. accessing it on mm-hmm. mobile. Um, that was a mistake I made with our, our website at first um, for the podcast was the original layout I had was not super mobile friendly. And at one point I was like, I'm going to reskin the whole website and make it better. And with WordPress, that's pretty easy because you just pick a different theme and then kind of like tweak as needed. But I was like, I'm going to pick a theme that's more mobile friendly. And so I did. I completely reskinned it. And yeah, now you can look at it on a phone. And I'm still making tweaks here and there. But I liked it mm-hmm. enough that I actually took my personal website and changed it to the same theme. <laughs> nice. 
So yeah, definitely, definitely check and make sure it's on mobile. And if you are on WordPress editing your page, there's a little preview icon in the corner while you're editing and you can preview it on mobile, quote unquote, while you're editing, which can help, but still double check it on a phone later. But it does kind of help you in the process. So you're not going back and forth between two devices and update and check it and update and check it. Yeah. Yep. I will also say if you are interested in uh, the thing that I mentioned earlier about sort of tracking who's looking at your website mm-hmm. um, and you have like a few extra dollars uh, a year, you can buy a second domain name for like seven bucks a year and only put that one, like attach it to your website and only put that one at the bottom of your emails. That's how I always tell the difference between who's opening a link from their email and who's opening it from like, let's say my Instagram. They're so sneaky. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's a really good tip. (laughs) Then you can be certain it was definitely not somebody just clicking around on Twitter or something. It was definitely coming from your email. It only costs like seven bucks for a, a domain. You just use a different one. Like I have. I have one that's just my name, like DC McNaughton. And then then I have my bad dash inspiration one. Like, so I always know who's clicking which link. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> awesome. That is very sneaky. Um, and I will say also with the services, a lot of them will do kind of an all-in-one service. You didn't used to do this. And so trust me, as someone who had websites in the year of our Lord, 1999, <laughs> this is so much easier. <laughs> what you can you most of these sites have like a kind of all-in-one package where you can get your domain name with them and the the server hosting all together i mean usually for me it's two different like fees but it's all in one place so you can just kind of have it all bundled together so you can reserve your your domain name your you know your name.com and have them do all the hosting you used to have to do that separately and it sucked uh-huh yeah it did you used to also have to write html and that sucked yes it did <laughs> every once in a while i still like open up a website builder and i'm like surprised that i don't have to write html anymore i'm like oh wow it's all just done for me cool <laughs> yeah i i remember i was around in the days of like mouse cursor javascript trailers like i don't know if you're if you're around for those we're like There'd be like sparkles that followed your mouse around and it was JavaScript yes. on the page. Yes. Yeah. Or like the buttons that would change color when you hovered over them and it was all JavaScript and everything. And oh, yeah. It was. That's good shit. Good times. It was a messy time. Uh, the design aesthetics. Yeah. Yes. It was. Uh, you always knew you found a winner when you get the sparkle mouse, you know. Sparkle mouse, rainbow header text, usually like the mm-hmm. galaxy star background. That tiled badly. Yeah, they thought they were real clever. <laughs> it's like the opposite of edgy. You're just like soft as hell. Like, <laughs> it's welcome to my super soft website. <laughs> anyway, so sorry. Was. That was my like brief moment of like <laughs> yeah. nostalgia slash like trauma. It's true. You know, and you know, there's a lot. Of, I have seen some authors that still have sites like that. Usually they're like older and I'm just like, yes, bless you for still having this awesome like website that looks like something straight out of the 90s. I love you so much. There is a website for Rankin Bass. I'm going to see if the website has been updated. It has not. So if you want to know what websites looked like in the 90s, this website, I don't know how when it was last updated. But Rankin Bass is the animation company that did the, all the stop motion Christmas specials. So like Rudolph 
the red nose reindeer and stuff if you go to r-a-n-k-i-n-b-a-s-s.com rankinbass.com this website it's a glory oh yeah look at that Oh, yeah. It doesn't have the mouse trailer because I'm pretty sure, like, the all of the internet deactivated the ability to do that because people were hiding, like, malicious script in it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but that website, just go to it. I will link it in the show notes. It's it's glorious. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Yeah, I think that was that was my last fun thought. I think I'm thought. good. I think, I've, I, think I've, uh, I think I'm all out of tips. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh, it's singing at me. The website's singing at me. Oh no. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, have a nice day, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. And a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links and information.